Welcome, heathens and witches, to the Horn and Cauldron Podcast Pub Chat. Yeah, so it is, um... This is number five. This is number five, yeah. These are, we're having a ton of fun with these, um, and yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying them. It's yeah, awesome. it's I'm, stuff to cover. I'm I'm learning a lot of really interesting stuff through like the story time segment of it. And this is both a good thing and like a bad thing because I'm just like adding more and more books that I definitely don't have time to read to That's the fine. list of books That's that I want to read. That's fine. So <laughs> Yeah. So today in on pub chat we are covering craft names. We have a question on what craft names are, which is interesting because I've literally never heard of that. Uh, and we're finishing part four. This is part four. We're finishing the story of the Tiger King of Wicca with a uh, focus on Doreen Valiente, the mother of Wicca, mm -hmm. as well as we are covering some magic and media. Also, I don't know which magic and media we're going to be covering, so we'll 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 see what happens Ooh. with that shit. Yeah, I don't remember, <laughs> right? I mean, I probably remember the plot of everything we've watched for the last like three years with more accuracy than makes we any definitely rational talked about sense, it in the last episode. But I don't remember. And the last episode of the last nah, I, I don't I don't work here for that. I don't work here for that. So <laughs> either way, if you're watching us on YouTube, don't forget to like this video, comment below, share, subscribe, ring the bell, and do all that kind of stuff. If you're listening to us on your podcast network of choice, please leave us a review. Podcast analytics are just, it's make-believe. It doesn't, I, I don't, it doesn't make any sense. So you have to leave a review. We know there's at least six of you out there. We know Thank there's you. at least six of you. And speaking of those six, um, shout out to our patrons, which is Alan, Miranda, Alexa, Helena, Jeff, and Adrian. Uh, you guys are awesome. Keep being awesome. Yeah. Also, Thank you for helping us do what we do a little bit better every time. Yeah, 100%. Also, the most recent Book of Shadows page for the Norse Family Tree. I am 50% of the way done, and I hopefully will be able to finish tonight. And if not, I will finish it tomorrow night. Um, if you're it listening was, to this when this first if, comes if out. If you're listening to this, like, Monday when I, when I <laughs> edit it and when we shoot it uh, after work and after dinner. But uh, I was, like, working on it last night, and then I realized that it was, like, 12.45, and I was like, this is irresponsible jonathan go yeah. to bed yeah so i finished the one page i i still were I, I ended up working much later than that but <laughs> i finished the one page because i had to like reach a re, uh, like a like a logical stopping point so i only have uh the back page which yeah. arguably is the actually more difficult flipping page um but so look forward to the norse family uh tree um, Book of Shadows I'm page. about that one. Yeah, it's, it's got be, like a it's really be very adorable fun. glowy cow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I had a lot of fun. I did a lot of like custom graphics for this one. But uh, yeah, and if you have no clue what we're talking about, check out the last episode, which was episode 35 or maybe? Three. 33. 33. I don't fucking know. I just edit the things and organize <laughs> all of the data and do all of it. I just don't remember stuff. Um, it's because I have to remember all of the necessary, uh, factors to adjust the audio and visual of these by memory relative to the amount of lighting we're using actively in Premiere Pro. Cause I don't know how to set presets cause I'm not good at this job. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm just starting to figure all that stuff out. So look forward to more betterness, but, uh, yeah. So let's get right into it. What, what is a craft name? Is it like, um scissors or like glue stick 
Or like I'm talking about crafts. That's the that's joke. That's the raw. Ro- it took me like a whole. I know. I started saying it, and you were looking at me confused, and I was like, you know what? I better as well cut this off. That hamster was going. I was going to keep going, and I was just like, this isn't nice. I'm going to shut it down. When you said glue, I was like, oh, <laughs> I get this joke now. Yeah. I was like, scissors. Why would you? Why would you have that as a craft name? Who's know. named Scissors? That doesn't make any first name sense. Scissors, last name Sisters. That's a band. I, and if it's not, it should be. I'm pretty certain that's a band. Scissor sisters? Am I totally hallucinating here? I, I feel like maybe you're talking about a sex thing. I'm, I'm definitely not talking about a sex <laughs> thing. I'm talking about a music thing, but now I'm going to look it up. All right, what is craft names? Get on that while I look this up. So, uh, a craft name <laughs> Also, or this might be a bad thing to say. <laughs> ma- yeah, that's what I was telling you. A craft name or a magical name is a name that is used by some practitioners for a variety of reasons. Yeah, it's a pop band. Oh, okay. Um, I feel like dancing, right? I, it says I don't feel like. I dancing. don't feel like dancing. Whatever. Yeah, this. I also recognize the band. Yes, I know who Scissor Sisters is. Okay, I, I knew I wasn't making a sex joke this time. This will be the first time. Probably yeah, the right? last. <laughs> It is probably the last. It's fine. Whatever. So uh, some people use craft names or magical names, and I'll kind of flip in between using one term or the other throughout the rest of this. Um, they Some people use them devotionally. So there are some sects of paganism that require or strongly recommend using a craft name or a magical name to help keep you in touch with the magical side of things um, or because it is part of their belief structure and ritual structure. Uh, it's very common in Gardnerian Wicca as well as other ritual magic type traditions there's a whole bunch out there and not all of them do even if they're part you like not all wiccans do that but some wiccans do so this is one of those ones where it's just kind of very individualized um some people use them for safety uh some people believe that knowing someone's true name gives you power over them and using a magical name can help prevent others from casting spells upon you Mm. uh but the other side of the safety coin is that if people are practicing in communities where paganism is frowned upon using a magical name may help protect you um, from others finding out who you are and what it is that you're doing. It may not, but that is one of the pieces there. And then the last one is because they want to. Um, Using a craft name might help you feel more magical and get you into the headspace to perform magic. Or maybe it's a name that you've always wanted to go by and like, why not? Here's your chance. The sky's the limit. You're an adult. You can just choose your nickname and be like, nah, I go by whatever now. And like, people are just genuinely going to respect that most of the time. For the most part. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, like, I, d- I don't really go by a nickname, but that's not here. Uh, I don't really go by a nickname. Yeah. Um, e- even though all of, like, basically any of my nicknames are really a derivative of my name. So, yeah. like, people in real life often call me Jules as opposed to Julie. Uh, and my social media profiles are, are always Goddess Jules. They have always been Goddess Jules. Yeah. So I just sort of stick there. Um, but, like, really the, the closest thing that I've ever had personally to going by a craft name is being a longtime World of Warcraft player, um, I will also definitely answer to my World of Warcraft characters' names. So mm. I wouldn't necessarily call that a craft name, um, but it's close. Type, yeah, yeah, I will answer. D- slightly different, but not that different of a thing. <laughs> I will <Yeah>. answer <laughs> to those. Yeah, I, that's pretty cool. I, yeah, I've never really thought of, I mean, like, I want to say I get the, like, safety aspect of it um, from a, like, practical safety not like magical mysticism safety but from a like if you're in a community that's like non-responsive to the otherness then like that might be helpful so like i get that that makes sense 
Um, it's funny that knowing your true name gives, like, gives them power over you as a safety thing. In the Iron Druid Chronicles, it's not names, but it's, like, physical pieces of the body. Whenever the main dude, the Iron Druid, whatever the fuck his name is, Chet or something, I don't know. Um, I don't remember. It's been a very long time since I've read these books, and every time I want to reread them, I end up getting into a different book series. Um, I'm looking at you right now fucking witcher books yeah because i'm super hooked on those right now not the point <laughs> um but like before he he talks about witches and his witches are very like romani witches mm-hmm. you know um and he talks about like before he visits a witch he like casts spells on his body so that way like no hair leaves so that way no part of him leaves him like no hair mm. not even skin flakes or like oils or like nothing. Yeah. Uh, and it's because if a, like I, there's a line or something in one of the I think maybe the second book where it's like if a witch gets her hand on like any tiny piece of you, then she has like a direct link to your yeah, like power yeah. source or something to that extent, which is an interesting take. Again, like I've only heard of it in the book. Yeah. But still, it's an interesting take kind of a thing. Um, yeah. I don't know that I would ever consider using a craft name. Insofar as, like, I definitely have had nicknames. And, like, since I was a kid, like, we all have, like, vague nicknames in my family. Since I was a kid, I've always gone, my nickname's always been Merlin. Hell, I have work shirts that say Merlin on them. Like, you know, like, that before, you know, we built Nerd Jive out, like, Merlin was, or some derivative of Merlin was always, like, my usernames on stuff. Um... But yeah, I've never really considered using like a craft name like that insofar as I'm just learning that that's what it's called. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's a very interesting I've take. I've never used a craft name, um, but I have been especially like very early in like my witchy journey when I was like in the young and in the 90s, like and really all that you kind of had to fall back on was Wicca. Um, it was like, I, I definitely thought about trying to figure out a craft name and I very much racked my brain for yeah. what my craft name would be yeah. um and it's it's something that i was just like i could never i could never figure out what the perfect craft name would be yeah that would be um, hard if you ask so... me right now to like <laughs> choose a craft name by which you will practice all magic moving forwards kind of a thing uh, that would take like a week for me to get back to you yeah legit dude because i want to make sure that like it's a thing and it's dope but also like and also i have to resist the urge to make it a name in like klingon or yeah see for me something I'm like, like that i'm like lord of the rings day yeah um but also yeah. something like that you'll want to use for for years and years and years to come like for me i've changed the way that i practice magic like a lot like the principle is still there but the um the way that i do it the methodology of it has yeah, changed the, a pr- lot the, the practical magic of it yeah is, has shifted as as you grow that shift so i feel like a craft name would only ever be like temporary i don't know that's very interesting do yeah. you use a craft name or um like what's your like like if you could choose a craft name like would you choose a craft name what would you choose that kind of a thing i don't know yeah well and that leads me into the Remington very steel <laughs> you know so weird <laughs> that leads me into the very last part of this question which comes up like basically hand in hand is is a craft name mandatory and the answer to that is no um but it's really up to you so um it is um it, it is something you would want to look into if you want to join a sect that requires it. 
Or if you believe that having your real name out there connected to magic makes you vulnerable, which is not a belief that I personally have. So really that one is the, it's like the proof is in the pudding. The power is in the magic. So if you think that having your true name gives power over you, maybe having a magical name or something like that is good. But if you are not one of those people, it kind of doesn't matter. Um, And the last thing is if you might want to have a craft name, if you think it's cool and it helps you vibe on the magic stuff. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next up is a little bit of story time. Part four of Tiger King of Wicca, uh, Doreen Valiente, which this all started back in uh, episode 30. Of the podcast. Of the podcast. Which was the Book of Shadows episode. And we've also talked about it in the last three of our pub chats. Yeah. So So maybe uh... after this, since it'll be wrapped up, maybe I'll I'll cut out a uh, Tiger King of Wicca like super cut from the four pod from the four podcast episodes. Oh, that might be a yeah. lot of work, but I'll, you know, we'll that see. It sure sounds fun. We, we'll, sounds, we'll see what I can do. It sounds like another project yeah. for you. And make it, make it like a dope YouTube video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So stay tuned for that. Yeah. So uh, let's get into it. So Doreen is considered the mother of Wicca, but her impacts are so great that I would actually venture to say that she's kind of the mother of modern witchcraft in many ways, similar to, to how Gerald Gardner is the father of modern witchcraft, but was also the father of Wicca. Um, So Doreen, when she was 13, she cast her first spell and they think that it was because she had access to a variety of different books through the library um but the spell was to prevent her mother from being harassed by a co-worker nice uh and her parents were concerned by this so they sent her to a convent school and she left when she was 15 vowed never to go back yeah that's <laughs> i mean listen that sounds like it 100% worked and her mom's not getting harassed and her mom was like oh like Brittany at the office whatever was happening back then Brittany at the office stopped picking on me today how crazy is that and the daughter was just like i cast a spell that was me thank, like thank me very much right yeah like the and they were just like mm, which murder? it very much sounds like what something i would have done you, when you I know what i mean age. like that that seems like that was you know it was very effective <laughs> that, that, yeah that spell was very effective and so that family was just like mm. or maybe it was not effective and that's why but yeah. we don't we don't know i don't know the answer to that um but continuing through her life um because Doreen was born in the early 1920s. Um, During and after World War II, she worked for the British Intelligence Agency. And it's possible that some of her um, magical stuff either came as a result of that or maybe her um, prowess with it really was enhanced by this because she was also um, part of code breaking. Um, She did a lot of code breaking stuff. Um, And eventually she heard about a pre-Christian witch cult that had survived to modern times gerald gardner um our tiger king of wicca king um sort of uh and she met him through gerald gardner she also met charles cardell and um howard which are all the people we've talked about in this so far and in her association with them she either learned or suspected that all three of these men um who said that they had started or were continuing on a um, witchcraft journey that was like, you know, had ancient like lineage. Rooted in ancient rooted, power. Yeah, she you either know? learned directly or suspected strongly that all of these men made up most of their ancient magical pedigrees. Because some of them said they came from lines of ancient witches. Yeah. And some that's, of them were just like, very I like, saw a I was... gypsy lady by a pool who told yeah. me about her yeah. powers. Yeah, that's, that's, that's very like, that's very like, like, you know, my... 
my great grandfather 15 times removed was the king of whatever the heck you know like that like it's so far back you can't prove it so therefore it must be true simply because exactly. i said it and i'm exactly. like like swarthy enough to get away <laughs> with it or whatever the heck yeah she also disagreed with the desires of these men to be brashly in the public eye going back to that craft name and security kind of thing yeah i mean you got to think this is well, like between she the performed one 30s spell when she was and a the kid 60s and got and thrown out of church so school. yeah yeah i imagine she was a little bit more like hey guys i don't want to yeah, go back well, there most of the press that early wicca and witchcraft practicers in in england at this time were getting was negative yeah. you know it was like witches in the woods better watch out yeah. um i this, would argue maybe this helped to contribute to press, a part guys. of satanic panic but yeah um so she had um intermittently falling out with a lot of these people as a result of this kind of stuff and but she also had her hand in a lot of this like she was one of the first initiates into Howard's uh, Coven of Atho. She talked at length with Charles Cardell. She was an integral and very vital part of Gerald Gardner's um, coven. That is mostly until he brought in these two people that she called um, squibs. Which are, um, mm. which is like, like older British slang for people that are like foolish and, and brash, but like flashy. Um, so, um, you know, she kind of like had a falling out with Gardner then yeah. and left the coven, uh, but then came back later on. But really she's actually the most stable and kind of normal, um, of all of these people so far. So we have to end with her because we've talked about her in each and every chapter, but she, um, not only was she an integral part of Wicca and witchcraft as we know it, but she also wrote a ton of books and articles and even poems about witch craft and um most influentially at least today um she wrote the wiccan red r-e-d-e -E. um and that is this really long poem that has in it the most famous phrase and ye harm none do what ye will that is her writing um so you know she's definitely formative in this but yeah. sort of as everybody else i don't want to say circles around her but she's had her a uh, hero's journey of sorts yeah certainly certainly yeah and most of her writings have formed directly um either through wicca or indirectly through witchcraft in general in the way that it has progressed over time into the most common practices in magic today nice nice yeah so that's just like a like a wee hint at Doreen Valiente. Oh my gosh, there's so much. Who we've been like, who we've been like, like, like vaguely touching upon, but without directly diving into yeah. in the previous four episodes. So, uh, yeah, that's really interesting. That's really interesting, and it it definitely sounds like she was less. Um, it seems like she was. She less was less like by ja fame. like jazzy than the other guys, and she was less like 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 hollywoody you know what i'm saying like where she wanted to be like in the spotlight like, she was just like i just want to like do this thing well and she was also very interested in what the actual historical ties and uh, of witchcraft were mm -hmm. um it wasn't that she wanted to claim that she was so important and was from you know this ancient line yeah. of witches she wanted to like do the research. she wanted to like do the research and she did in several books as a matter of fact um so she really wanted to know and she really wanted to pass on 
her beliefs and this thought structure and sort of tie it together. She also led a huge movement in the 70s to try and tie Wiccan traditional ideals in with the feminist movement, especially mm -hmm. feminism in the 70s, which is way different than feminism now in terms of, um, you know, respecting women and auto bodily autonomy and uh, homosexual and gay rights yeah, yeah, yeah. in addition yeah. to sort of helping the earth. So there's a lot of really formative and very interesting stuff that she participated in through her life. Yeah, it sounds like she was she was a uh, she was a real ahead of her time in a bunch of this. Yes, stuff. she definitely yeah. was, yeah. even though there is sort of a dark side here um, asterisk uh, because we've mostly been saying really good things about her she did join a couple of fascist groups in the 60s in between the 50s and 70s in uh the uk and either fell out of being with them uh after a little bit after a little while um or just sort of like stopped going and it is unclear to me at the level of research that i have done whether she actually had or, you know, even spoke aloud any sort of fascist beliefs. But, disclaimer, she was involved in a couple of fascist groups hmm. in the UK. Interesting, yeah. All right, well, that's uh, that's Doreen Valiente. Weird end to this little four-part uh, look into the Tiger King of Wicca. Um, next time... What a ride Tiger we, King of Wicca has we been. We don't have a plan just yet. We'll so. see! Actually, we'll no, happens. I think I already know what we're going to talk she about next time. She thinks she has a plan. Um, but we'll see. I don't have a plan, but also I'm not part of that plan or the planning, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. And he doesn't read the one of 5,000 open tabs on my uh, laptop, yeah. which would maybe indicate what it is that I'm going to talk about next. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm significantly more organized than that with regard to hey, tabs. Hey, 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 those tabs are fully organized. Yeah. I have an organizational structure for the tabs yeah. on my browser. Yeah. The structure is hallucinatory and fractal, but it's okay. <laughs> right? <laughs> Fucking nth dimensional physics over here. Uh, so next up is magic in media. And because I can read the screen, um, we are talking <laughs> about a discovery of witches, which we just finished watching. Yeah. Like a week ago. Yeah. Just enough time for us to get over show hangover. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so this was one of those. So we watched it on Shudder, no connection, where I'm just shouting out Shudder because they're like my favorite. But we have a Shudder account and we kept seeing the thing for oh it. Oh like, my God. Like new episodes. We kept seeing the and thing we and we're just were like, like, okay, what is this fine. Show? We'll start we, we, watching it. We didn't, we didn't know what we were getting into. We had but no let idea. Me, let me start with that. All right. We got into this because Shudder was like, Hey, have you seen a discovery of witches? And we're like, no, I don't know what this is. Go away. But like it says, it's about witches. So like that sounds. And Shutter is a horror streaming service. Yeah. And so we're honestly, like, okay, fine. there was like a 50 50 that this was about like some sort of like haunted witch trial <laughs> yeah. shit. It's like some. It was like okay, like is this like some dust till dawn business? Yeah. Is this like witch trial stuff? We had no idea. Yeah. Is this Blair witch? Like we, no clue. We had zero connection to this nothing right so we started watching the show i don't even think we watched any of the trailers we did not watch any trailers we were just like thing. we were just like we're gonna put on like whatever on like a weekend or whatever when we started this we're like we're gonna put on the first episode and like if it's shit then we're just gonna like watch something else but like if it's good yeah. like, we're gonna watch this right and we generally have like two shows going at the same time we have like a background noise show that we don't have to pay too much attention to but it's like we're trying to like just get through the show because like whatever it's either been hinted at to us or like 
Like, it yeah. looks interesting, so we want to watch it. And sometimes those shows we watch all the way through. Some of those shows we, we stop. Just we off. just, like, forget that we're watching it because more important shit comes up. Um, Ooh, and there's a lot of There's shows. a bunch of those shows where we're just, like... I don't like, want to out us in case anybody's, like, super fans like a big, of like shows a super that fan. we, like, yeah. did not care uh, also, about. Also, but... sometimes we pick that shit back up, like, a year or two later, and we're just like, oh, yeah, we did watch this. Oh, my God, this is really good. <laughs> why did we stop watching this? And we never figure out why we stopped watching it. Like, that shit happens, too, right? Yeah. But, but so... So we were like, all right, we're going to check this out. We'll see what happens. And so we watched the first episode and we're like immediately like, all right, what the fuck is happening in this universe? We got a lot of questions. So we like powered through a but few episodes. But it seemed like general, like whatever teen romance. So we were like, um, oh, we originally were just romance. like, this is going to be, this is going to be like background, right? First because couple of episodes. It, mostly because it wasn't horror, right? Because yeah. we're, we're watching on our horror service, right? And we're big horror fans. <laughs> we watch like a ton of horror stuff. So it's like, it's like, this is, this isn't horror. It's like a little romancy, right? Uh, so, meh, whatever, right? I mean, I think out of the two of us, I am far and away the larger, like, paranormal and romance reader um, between the two of us. I read, I love yes. paranormal teen romance. I don't have anything else I to love, say. like, silly romance books. I read all of those bloody, what's her name? The, like, witch and the vampires and the werewolves. Twilight, and... you talk about it. No, 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 not, I'm not talking about Twilight, but I did read all of Twilight and watch all the movies. But um, oh, no. Vampire Academy or something. Nah, um, maybe I don't remember what it is. One of the one of the <laughs> ladies. I read like a bunch of. Those. I'm super into all that stuff. They're so dumb and silly. Um, but I love them. I don't care. And so we're just like, all right, whatever. We're gonna put this on in the background. And we started watching more and more of this. And it just the more we watched, the deeper so we got. Good. It's so good. And then of course, like season three came out, like starting this year or whatever. Yeah. And so we started watching season three. Um, quick, quick review. Sup with bloody what's his name's brother changing actors for yeah. the f- whole <laughs> first episode we were like is this the same is this guy? the guy that we think this is or is this not yeah. the guy like am i dumb or am i confused or is it both why not both so yeah. but come to find out it's the same guy they just change actors which like whatever that doesn't actually matter yeah that's it's fine. just it's just that like we didn't the, get it, it felt like they definitely built in a throwaway line i, I think, I think they the did brother. i think they i think they did yeah. like halfway through the episode do a like, oh, brother so and so, handshake, like, and you're just like, oh, oh, <laughs> yeah, got it. Yeah. Um, but whatever. This is about the magic side of things, uh, not a review of the show, which we may or may not do. We have a bunch. Of I mean, this might as well serve as a review. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the magical really system good. in this is pretty fantastic. Yeah, I really enjoyed yeah. it. Oh, also there. There are three species. Let's just kind of get the universe structure out of the way. There are three species in the show. There are witches, vampires, and demons. Um, They all live in secret, away from humans. Um, But also, um, they live in the world around humans. I'm sorry, like, from the prying eyes of humans. creatures is a secret to humans. Yes, like, humans don't know that they exist and whatever. And, like, vampires can be out in the sun and, like, that shit. And, like, witches do dope magic. And demons are just, like... We don't really know, actually. don't appear to have any power other than occasionally going insane and going on murder sprees. Yeah, the demons, they didn't tell us anything in the show at all about what demons do or their really, role in this they universe. were the supporting best friends because yeah. all of i don't think there was a single demon who was like an asshole no, no i think like a hundred percent of the demons were like very chill but also the demons were played off as the sort of like as the like less than 
creature race. Yes. Right? They yes. were, like, looked down upon and thought of as not being whatever. And, like, even though, like, witches are super powerful and whatever, like, vampires were the ones that were in charge. So there was a lot of, like, sort of, like, race and class play yeah. in the background of this story. Oh, yeah. The also, story had we have not read the book. Oh, yeah, yeah. I guess and we should say it right fr- now. And uh, we... we read the descriptions, and I'm, I'm not super interested in reading the books, but if you think the books are worth it and you've read the books, let us know, and maybe we'll pick those up and read yeah, them. Yeah, we are not big romance book readers. Yeah. Um, Regardless of what I just said, having read a bunch of romance novels. Well, they're a little Mostly different. I read paranormal um, teen romance, which because is Because we... And in, in, we finished this show and we're like, oh my gosh, we should, like, we want to know so much more about this yeah. universe. It's a dope universe. And everything, we want to live in it for a little bit longer. So we looked at a bunch of reviews on Audible because we mostly listen to the books uh, that we read. And um, everybody was like, this is mostly romance, not the show. Yeah. Uh, and we were like, ooh. Yeah. I don't care about the main character's love. I care about the universe and their powers and stuff. But, um... They're in love. That's the love. It's not even... But it's like, like a star-crossed lovers kind of yeah. love. Is it so, star-crossed love, lovers when like the two really lovers that are star-crossed... It's like, it's like Romeo and Juliet, except for everybody else is the regular characters from Romeo and Juliet, and Romeo and Juliet are god-tier monsters with, like, machine gun arms. So, like... Are yeah. they star-crossed because they're so powerful that any threat to their love was immediately murdered? No. <laughs> no, they're really not. It's more like they're just they're just less willing to murder than yeah. they're capable of murdering, yeah. except for a few times when um when the gal, the witch, decides to go full Phoenix Force. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about the magic in it. And so first, the demons, um, we assume that they have some sort of magic, but we don't know anything about it because they didn't actually talk about some it sort at of all power. in the show. The vampires do have powers, and that's really primarily like growling at people um as well as moving really fast being able to they have smell super speed super strength uh super control over their own bodies which means that they can like they don't need to breathe as much they don't need to eat as much they don't need to sleep as much their hearts still beat they're not like dead brought back um but they beat like incredibly slowly uh, they seem to possess a modicum of super intelligence, I would argue. Yeah, and they're it a bit like they're smarter also on the uptake of things. Fairly influential to those around them. Well, yeah, they do. They do have. Um, oh my god, what do they call that in vampire lore? The like, like an enchantment. Almost. Yeah, they have like an enchantment yeah. power. There's a specific term for that with vampires, and I can never remember what it is. But yeah, whatever. They but can we do that. Don't spend that much time with the vampire magic. No. We oh, spend most of our do time get blood. With human. Oh, blood rage. They do get blood rage, yeah. right? Which is where, like, they can't control their hunger. Um, so, like, that shit's a thing. They can die. Yes. Um, they seem very affected by, like, fire, the, yeah. like, traditional stake and, like, beheading. Yeah. And that kind of stuff seems to be the case. Um, but they do seem to be able to perform, like, physical spellcraft, like, using like the physical props portion of spells yeah. to like do stuff, which is kind of interesting. Um, and they are functionally ageless and immortal. They yeah. do not change with time. Um, they're, they are like, they, they do survive in perpetuity. Yeah. yeah. Right. But they can be killed. So th- there are very interesting cross section of like what is and isn't connected to vampirism. Yeah. 
Yeah, we do spend most of our time, though, talking about the magic structure of the witches. And witches can also be male or female in this. There's not a there's not really a division like he's a warlock and that's a witch. Uh, there's none of that. They're just all witches. Yeah. Uh, and for those of you who have not seen this, who really want to know, um, there here be spoilers. Um, yeah. Just because some of this magic stuff has to do with the actual plot of the show, but we'll try and keep it a little bit light on the spoiler yeah. side of things. So in their magical structure, it appears that uh, different witches have different sort of specialties. Yeah. And there's sort of like general magic and then there's specialty magic, but even the specialty magic is performed, or even general magic is performed via their specialty. So like an air witch would perform mostly air magic. So her general magic stuff would really rely upon air magic or fire magic or water magic. We had all of the elements there. And then there were also some other ones that kind of weren't really talked about. Um, but, uh, and then some of them that really were talked yeah. about a lot, such yeah. as using familiars. We have some really really cool segments yeah, really, really using familiar, familiar magic. Um, and then there's also time travel magic. In fact, most of the second season is them being in uh, like the 1500s. Yeah. So that Diana can learn how to use magic from like actual witches from the 1500s, which is really cool. Yeah, that's a very cool twist. Um, there's also weavers. Yeah. Which is like the ability to move beyond... Um, just the elemental magic and and to that end the weaver magic is directly connected to it so this is the thing and the weaver magic is also directly connected to an element so that well, is sort well, of part each, of it each each strand so the way that they, the way that the weavers work is that there are 10 strands 10 knots that need to be yeah. formed to perform like ultimate weaver magic or whatever um and the first four knots are directly elemental. Yeah. And then everything goes up from that. So the implication here is that like magic is magic. And then above like generic magic, you have elemental magic. And then above that, you would have like six more tiers of magic before you reach not yeah. 10 weaver magic. And only like the most BA like badass weavers can do 10 knot weaver magic. Yeah. And everything appears to be below that. There appears to be nothing above 10 knot weaver magic. Yeah. And the when we say general magic, that's not actually a subset of magic. That's just like, if you can do magic, like if you do elemental, like wind magic, you can like do wind and like do like wind based shit. If you can do water magic, you can like control water and stuff, but also like mess with moisture and humidity, but yeah. also use like water for like seeing bowls and shit like that. And each element seems to be able to do basically the same stuff from a different angle. But then there's non elemental basic magic, yeah, which is like basic shit, like moving a thing, like like telekinesis, turning a candle on and off, yeah, even you know, though the candle is fire, you yeah, know? like that kind of stuff appears to be completely disassociated from the elemental base of the magic and what i'm assuming is is that that is magic so simple that it can just be done without having to like engage higher magic brain like your higher brain magic yeah, or whatever yeah. um in addition to that the magic appears to be organized in um thought spells being the weakest form of a spell spoken spells being 
stronger, written spells being even stronger, prop-based spells being the strongest, yeah. and then the only thing more strong than prop-based spells, so that's like spells, spells using materiel, would be specifically weave magic. Yeah. And again, that's because weaver magic is like at the root of all the magic. So that's yeah. why like weavers, like if you're like a three-knot weaver, then you can do like earth, water, and fire magic. But, like, you can't go above that, and let's say air is above that. I don't remember the order for the elemental magic, and I actually don't think that it mattered by relative comparison. It seemed like fire magic was, like, a little dirty, don't talk about it. Um, and air magic was, like, high order. Yeah. But it seemed like water and earth magic were, like, less powerful. Yeah. But that really, that has more to do with the way characters in the shows who used elemental magic were using it and how yeah. they were characterized. Not really the way that the universe necessarily characterized it. Um, so th there was, there clearly was an incredible amount of detail added to this show. Um, and I imagine it's in the books as well uh, to make the unit, the magic in the universe tangible. Yeah. Right. It felt very influenced by like witchcraft, like modern witchcraft TM yeah. and Wicca TM. It felt very affected and influenced by uh, Norse magic, yeah. like whatever. So, like it was very, it felt very informed by like Norwegian sort of mm -hmm. like Norse paganism. Um, there was like a little bit of like sort of like Southeast Asian, maybe India yeah. stuff in there, but like not a lot. There but, was like, also definitely bit. some like proto-Indo-European magic as totally, well. Totally, totally, totally. You didn't really see much you, when it came to like Egyptian or like Greek type magic, but the way see that African some of it- magic when yeah. they were in America because yeah. the, the like, the like- The New Orleans The like tribe. New Orleans tribe of vampires and like the way that they did stuff and the way that they interacted with and talked about magic and like the stuff that we saw like magic practitioners in that area do was much more like African and like hoodoo, hoodoo, hoodoo yeah. and like uh like Indian like na like Native American excuse yeah. me and like um uh and like South American it was much more informed by like that style of like traditionalism yeah. and magic magical practice than like the like proto-indo-european where like the gals like from london and shit so that's why she's doing like london ass magic you know yeah, what although saying? we learned afterwards technically that she's like australian um and she's oh a my, very strong australian oh my accent. god we watched three seasons of this show we get done with it there's like a in between season two and season three there's like a it's like three minutes long there's like behind the scenes boo and she starts talking and we're just like what <laughs> who is this what? black because magic is this she has this like thick australian accent and the whole time in the show she has an american accent yeah because in the show she's like an american displaced in fact into there's London even or a there's like even that. yeah she's like an american she she's american and the whole premise of the show is that she is in a witchy she is in a family of witches she was raised by like her parents really her good aunt. friends her aunts because yeah. her parents had died when she was very little and she got a job at oxford so she yeah. went to oxford um but there's even a there's even a a line when they go back in time where they're like you talk funny and she was like i am from the west i'm from oxford and they're like oh yeah and she's like yes and they're so... just like good enough for us um yeah. <laughs> yeah sir francis drake was like fine by me <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, this also uh, this show references a lot of like uh classic mysticism stuff it references a lot of like the names 
that you would recognize yeah. in like witchcraft lore, legend, and history. Yeah. Um, also, this show directly connects magic, power, the strength of magic, vampirism, and demonology to genetics. Not like, not like, like racist shit. But just that, like, there's a there is a creature gene that can be yeah. expressed in three different ways: either demon, um, um, I was gonna say Romulan, Jesus. <laughs> watching a lot of Star Trek recently. Um, demon, um, vampire, or or witch, and like, and how like it's it's actually like the exact opposite of being like weird, like like most power, like it starts like most powerful genes, best genes. And then it ends with like it's kind of all the same genes. It's, yeah, it's funny you know? because the gene. Like I don't want to get too far into the yeah. gene thing because it not only does it reveal a lot, but it's one of those interesting tidbits that like if you don't care about the like genetic genealogy por- like science portion of the magic and history in this show, then like who cares? But if you do, which I was very interested in because you don't get to see that very often. Yeah. Um, the like twists at the end, the and those end reveals were very, very at the end of three seasons of this show. Yeah. Um we're Super we were like one episode away from the when from we the finally series got finale, the, like, Here's and the we were like, "How many episodes are left? Just one question yeah. mark? Like, are we how? sure?" Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But it's it's a really this was good really show. fantastic. I really loved um, not only the magical structure, but also the way that the show portrayed the magic was fantastic. Yeah, uh, it was very like ethereal, but also not overdone in terms of CGI, with the exception of a few very specific scenes. Yeah. Um, and I think overall, it was a really nice representation of magic in media. Yeah, I said it, fe- it felt so... very grounded. <laughs> yeah, it felt very tangible and very very real and it all was very in universally logical like at no point in time did something seem preposterous with regard to the like rules that we've been shown yeah. in the universe yeah which was nice if you have not seen this show and you have access to wh- whatever other services this is on shutter we watch AMC it on shutter maybe? it's i think I it's know. also on amc it might be on cable tv because AMC has like a channel, tell you. so I have to assume so. Yeah. But yeah, I have no clue. We watch it on Shutter. Highly, highly recommend. Yeah, very good, very interesting show. Awesome characters. Uh, if you have seen it or you've read the books, what do you think? Uh, what were your opinions on yeah. that? Let us know. And in if the you have something below. that you want us to talk about, the magical structure in maybe in as much depth or not in as much depth yeah. as this let us a know a show or movie where you where you've always been interested or fascinated by the magic and you uh want us to watch it and and hear our silly opinions about it yeah. then uh, give or us a or if holler. you have something else that you want us to talk about either answering a question of yours or talking about a specific story time thing like we did with here with Tiger King Wicca uh hit us up and let us know as well you can find links to contact us on our website nerdrive.com where you can either send us an email you can hit us up on our Patreon you can hit us up on our social media channels and you can ask us anything there as well yeah yeah so uh just to wrap it up, uh, again, shout out to our patrons. Thank you, Alan, Miranda, Alexa, Helena, Jeff, and Adrian. Um, y'all are awesome. So, uh, yeah, keep being awesome, guys. Yeah. Uh, the next podcast episode to come out, which will be uh, March 14th, is Ostara 102. Uh, and if uh, you haven't heard the first one, our first Ostara episode was episode 8. So go check that out to brush up before listening to 102, which is coming out next week. And stay tuned for that Book of Shadows page. 
uh, Ostara will be easier to do, so I should be able to get it done faster. Yeah, some of these, uh, some some of these are easier to do, and some of these are harder to do, just purely based on like the things that I'm talking about and the amount of effort I have to put into generating custom graphics to express well, we'll a see. big damn glowy You've cow. Said it now, big so... damn glowy cow. That doesn't exist somewhere. <laughs> I have to make that. Or you have to take a cow from a picture and cut it out. Cows are hairy, so that's not easy. Especially and then make it cow. glow on top of the image. And then make it proportionally look big. It literally took me like three hours to make this big damn glowy cow. It's a really cute cow. They're it's super cute. Uh, hit up my Instagram. I posted the two big damn glowy cow photos that yeah, I made yeah, um, yeah, yeah, on my yeah. Instagram. I'm super in love with them. One day I will own uh, Highland cattle. What's up? Because uh, they're the best cattle. Fight me. Uh, and then after that, obviously, is Pub Chat episode six, yep. which uh, which will come out on the twenty first of the month. Yeah, which is the day after Ostara. Which will, yeah, which will be the day after Ostara. So I, I don't know what we're gonna talk about. Probably more Ostara, honestly. We'll see. Yeah, but we'll see. So uh, either way, I've been John Norgrove. This has been Julie Norgrove. This has been the Horn and Cauldron podcast, podcast. Pub Chat, and we will catch you guys on the flip side. Stay magical, folks. Yeah, and don't forget, breathe in self confidence and breathe out self doubt. Thank you.